0: Hello, and welcome to Getting It Done, a podcast about music, education, and life lessons. I'm your host, Tim Rausenberger, and today is Wednesday, February 21st, 2018. This is episode 245, Creating Concert Programs, For music performances there are many reasons you're probably tuning in to today's episode you might be a new teacher the new director of an ensemble or perhaps even an experienced veteran who has created many programs over the course of their career Now, with that said, today's podcast episode is not the be-all, end-all when it comes to creating programs. Rather, I'm going to simply take you through different ways you can create the programs based on my experience over the course of my career. I've designed programs for band-only for band, chorus, and orchestra, ones for talent shows, community bands, and even ones for professional ensembles. The venues, the audience, the communities can all play a role in the way that you're going to create your program. The other thing we can't forget is your budget because you might be in a situation where your budget is tight we're going to assume that your program is going to be black and white if you have the ability to get it done in color all the power to you but in most schools they're not usually wanting to forth that kind of money for a concert program and i say that especially in 2018 if this was 20 years ago it would be a completely different situation because the, the the concept of concert programs is obviously to provide information to the concert viewer to the audience member The thing that's changed over the course of the years has been, well, paper in general, which has gone by the wayside. Mail has been replaced with email, which has been replaced with texting and social media. And the idea of a program being a keepsake, it's just not what it used to be. I remember when I was growing up, holding on to all those concert programs was a very, very big deal for my family, for my relatives. Nowadays, not as much, but there are plenty of places and plenty of situations where those concert programs are a very big deal. Again, we're going to go with the concept of the black and white program. Now, I'm going to talk about a program that would include an instrumental ensemble and a choral ensemble. In this case, I'll talk about band and chorus and how you want to present everything in the program and the order. And everything that should be in there the cover of the program should have the name of the concert should have the date it should have the location now when you put the location down what I will usually do for instance let's say that your town is Brownsville And this is going to be for Brownsville Middle School. Usually I will put down Brownsville Middle School. Let's say they have an auditorium. So auditorium. And then Brownsville, Texas. And I'll put that underneath. You want to certainly include the date. Now I'm personally a stickler when it comes to putting the date down on programs and posters because people have challenged me on this, but I still stand firm on the way that the date needs to be written. If the concert is going to be May 13th, 2018 then it should be written on the program May 13, 2018. It should not be written May 13th. 13 with a little TH, comma, two zero one eight. It's just not correct. I'm not sure where that whole concept came along. I don't know why people do that. I understand that when you're reading it that you're thinking to yourself may 13th with the th 2018 but anybody who sees the date they're never going to say i attended a concert on may 13 2018. they they would never do that doesn't make any sense so if you really want to look quote unquote professional that's one way to do it because A very important thing when you're creating your concert program so you want to make sure you don't have mistakes I'm sorry to say this but the second I see a mistake in a program there is a little bit of a letdown in my mind when something is not spelled properly especially someone's name all right let's move on so the cover is going to have the concert it's going to have the dates it's going to have the place where the concert is being held now if you want to get creative and put all different types of graphics all over perhaps uh, you may even want to ask your students I like to ask students to create the cover and you can let them know to include the parameter parameters I just provided and if they want to do something fancy with graphic design on the computer or something handwritten I think that's a nice touch it's a great way to get students or other uh, members of the ensemble uh, or whoever is involved in the concert just Uh, more involved in the making of the program. After page one is completed, you're going to list on page two, and this is always done on page two, you're going to list everything that's in the program, obviously in order. So you will... If we're going to be doing a program that features a band and a chorus, and let's say they're going in that order, you're going to put a title of the band, so Brownsville Middle School Concert Band, and then right underneath that, you're going to put the director's name comma director or director's name comma conductor whatever you prefer it doesn't matter there are people who go back and forth that uh, people who are in charge of bands are conductors and people who are in charge of courses are directors it's a whole load of nonsense And whatever. It's really not that important. But what is important is you do want to list the person's name underneath the ensemble. If it's the same person conducting both the band and the chorus, there's no need to list the name. Because the name would then be listed on the cover now you also have the opportunity on the cover if you want to list all of the different ensembles and their respective directors that's completely up to you but somewhere on page one or page two that information has to be there when you go to list your program the actual selections There are different ways you can do it. Uh, My preference has been to list the title without all of those uh, dots leading up to the name of the composer. Now, if you're doing a piece, for instance, by... uh, We'll just throw out Robert W. Smith. And let's say you're going to be doing The Tempest. Now, The Tempest is an original composition by Robert W. Smith. It's not arranged by anyone else. I personally don't like people who put down The Tempest and then again, you can put the dots into the name uh, on the right side but I don't like when they put down Smith because there are a lot of Smiths and obviously if you know The Tempest you know that Robert W. Smith wrote it but writing things like R. Smith or R. W. Smith it's really silly. It's not necessary. Just write the entire name out. And again, putting down Smith it's just such a popular name. I'm not quite sure why people do that either. Just. Put the entire name do you need to put the person's birth date death date on there or if there's someone who's living is that even necessary the general practice is that if you're dealing with composers who are living which is almost always going to be the case with band and chorus literature you usually will not put that information on there that's reserved more often if you're if you've seen uh, for instance a, a concert program for the new york philharmonic and they're doing music by beethoven mozart and haydn and then they'll list their dates underneath so the, the composer will be listed and then directly underneath Beethoven's dates, 1770 to 1827, will be listed. But with uh, with something like Robert W. Smith, you're not going to put that directly underneath. Now, what you are going to put underneath is if the Tempest was arranged by someone else. Okay, let's say Anne McGinty arranged it for this particular level band. It would be Robert W. Smith arranged by Anne McGinty. And you would put that underneath. You would not put just arranged by Anne McGinty and leave out Smith's name altogether. Another option if you are really, really having a tough time with space you could put Smith slash McGinty. That's fine. But putting Smith slash McGinty can sometimes lead some people to think that there are two composers for the same piece, which is not true. If there are two composers, by the way, for the same piece, then you would put the two composer names on the same line as the composition itself and just obviously put down robert w smith and anne mcginty but if she's the arranger underneath you'd put arranged by or arr period anne mcginty there are Many different ways, and I'm not going to get into all those because we could be talking about this for an hour. As you can see, I've already spoken about just this first entry on the program, and it's taken a while. When you're getting into uh, pieces of music that are overtures from operas and things of that nature, there are... sometimes quotes that need to be used things need to be put in italics and it's really best to refer to other programs or do an internet search and just see how it should be listed properly on the program after the first selection Usually, you don't have any type of gap. There's no real space in between the first selection and the second selection. The only reason you would do that is if you needed to fill out the page. Meaning, you don't want dead space to be on the bottom. And for that reason, you might put some type of spacing in between the selections. Or you could play around with the fonts if you're going to have an intermission obviously you put in between the two groups intermission if you want to put how long the intermission is going to be that's fine but if you're going to put the the length of time for the intermission then be sure you stick to that length of time there's always going to be that one nitpicky person and If they see intermission and then parentheses 10 minutes or 10 minute intermission or brief intermission and then the intermission winds up up being 25 minutes, they might call you out on it. Or they may not say anything and they will be somewhat aggravated over the fact that the intermission is not what it said it was. I have to be perfectly honest with you. I attended a concert recently where it said brief intermission. They announced in the program, they announced at the beginning of the program it was going to be a brief intermission and the intermission lasted about a half hour. It was ridiculous. I don't know how you can consider a half hour intermission to be brief in any part of the world. I didn't quite understand that at all. Okay. We've now listed all of the band's compositions if you have any soloists it depends on the soloist uh if you're just dealing with someone who has a solo in a piece of music for instance you're doing a holst suite and you have someone who's playing the oboe solo or someone who's playing the trumpet solo. You're not listing all those soloists. The the, t- the situation in which you would list a soloist for a band would be if the, pe- the person is going to be featured throughout the entire composition. Uh, an example would be uh, The Trumpeter's Lullaby by Leroy Anderson, in which case you would have Trumpeter's Lullaby leroy anderson and then directly underneath it with uh you would do a a tab in a bit or you could center it you would have the person's name comma in this case trumpets trumpet would be lowercase you don't capitalize the t in trumpets okay the t should be lowercase if it's A group of students that are doing some type of small ensemble piece then you could list all the students although if you're dealing with like 20 students that gets a little bit unwieldy Uh, one way that you can handle that uh, for instance uh, let's say you're doing an arrangement of uh, oh I don't know the uh, uh, fanfare from La Paris by uh, Dukas if you were doing or some people say Dukas (laughs) uh, if you were doing a piece like that and perhaps it was some type of arrangement in which you're going to be having uh, specific brass players what you can do is you could uh, later on in the program you can put little asterisks or some type of uh, whatever a symbol next to their name and make a note that those are the people who played on that particular piece of music rather than trying to list 20 names and all the instruments they play. Uh, What you don't want to do with a a band situation uh, because we're dealing with people who are playing usually different instruments, you don't want to be listing all of their names and all their instruments. It's going to take up way too much space. Uh, Also, while I'm thinking of it, in the case of something like the Holst Suite, you would list, uh, let's say it was uh, Suite number 1, you would list underneath the first suite in E-flat, and then, of course, Gustav Holst, you would list each of the three movements. Uh, The three movements should not be, they should be, in the program as they appear in the music uh, i personally prefer that if it the, the music says uh, one two and three for the movements and what i mean by that is using the actual numerals as opposed to roman numerals then i would use one two and three rather than an i ii I, and iii I, I. Uh, as we have all just gotten up there in age as the years have moved moved on uh people don't know the roman numerals it just doesn't seem to be taught taught in school anymore they're way too concerned in second and third grade with making sure kids are learning concepts in geometry and calculus (laughs) rather than worrying about knowing what mcmlxv Uh, what that means so uh, I don't think that the Roman numerals are necessary you can just use uh, numbers and of course with those you would also do uh, you tab in uh, do an indent uh, for each of those uh, three movements if you have a guest conductor for a piece of music it could be a student teacher It might be just someone who is... Oh, I don't know. It could be someone from the community. It could be a professional that came in. Uh, It could be the principal of the school. Who knows? Uh, You would, of course, list that directly again. uh, You would list them like the soloist. uh, Directly underneath that particular piece. And then uh, have it centered. Okay, now we've hit the intermission. And We've now moved on to the chorus now with the chorus when you are listing the program Any time that you have any soloists for chorus. It's different than band because truly if you have Anybody who's doing a solo, you, you, even if it's eight different soloists, you, you should list all of their names in the program, even if their solos are short. If it's eight different soloists in one piece of music, do not list them alphabetically. You want to list them in the order they appear with their solos. So that's. That's key. And it doesn't matter how long the solos are. Uh, Some people say, oh, well, the the solo should be uh, a long solo. For instance, if you were doing uh, Libera Me from uh, Foray's Requiem. Now, that's an extended baritone solo. People think that that would merit a person being listed as a soloist, but another piece of music that might have a solo which only goes for, you know, two or three measures, four measures at the most, not as important, I completely disagree. I think that anytime you have soloists and a piece of music for a chorus, they should be listed in the program. Same situation, you should center them. I don't think it's necessary at all to put down soprano, alto, tenor, bass. Any of their voice parts, I don't think that that's necessary. What I do think you should do is put whatever their name is. Do not abbreviate their names. Write their entire name out. And put comma, soloist. Or soloists. The word soloists should also not be capitalized. It should be lowercase. All lowercase. Okay, so... That's our program for page two. Now, other things that you can also include on page two, it depends on the the amount of space that you have on there. You, I find it's a nice page at the top. I, I tend to list a welcome to our concert type of page. The performers have worked very, very hard. And then you can list different things having to do with uh, audience etiquette. Uh, please do not take flash pictures during the performance as stray bulbs, or I guess we can't even use bulbs anymore, but we can say the stray lights, temporarily blind performers, can be distracting to the performers, to the people around you. You can make some type of reference about using any type of audio or video equipment, perhaps you're in a situation where it's prohibited. You want to list all of that information. Uh, it's usually listed at the very top and then the program, as in all the literature for the, the, the program itself, is listed directly underneath. Uh, if you do that, well actually even if you, whether you do that or not, you're going to have in bold and then underlined program. Just so everybody knows that this is uh, everything you're going to be hearing for the performance. If you need to fill out more space on that page two, uh, this might be an opportunity where you could list important people that you would like to thank. Uh, these could be people who are also, uh, in the case of like a, a community organization, or if you're dealing with in a uh, middle school, these might be people who are uh, officers. You could list them, perhaps if you don't have any room anywhere else on the program. Sometimes you could even put uh, like a board of education there, and you could list all of that, although that tends to be reserved for the final page. Now, if you're in a situation where you are not going to be able to have uh, lots of copies made or you have a shortage of paper, anything along those lines, that might be your entire program. It might be just one sheet of paper, double-sided. However, a lot of people prefer the performers to be listed and this is of course where things get tricky because when you list the performers you have to make sure their names are spelled accurately. It's just a must. You, you you can't make mistakes with people's names. It, it's a great way to anger others. It's it's very upsetting to audience members. And please don't forget anyone's name. It's a, just a poor reflection on everyone associated with the performance when you you just forget someone altogether now if someone's been added to the program uh, for instance when I was a sophomore in high school I had to play at a middle school concert because the first chair trumpet player uh, was ill and I had to substitute now the programs had already been printed so you make the announcement at the concert that uh, Tim Rausenberger is going to be playing uh, trumpet for this person who fell ill and um, for that reason, you would announce it at the concert, but it just doesn't come off very well when you have to announce one or now two or three names that are missing from the program. Of course, if, you, if that mistake is made, make sure to find that student, find uh, their family, and make sure that they know that a revised edition of the program will be uh, in their hands sooner rather than later. Just even making that gesture is important. And I've even had situations where they've said, don't even worry about it. And uh, I, I still you know, create the program again just so they can have it and whatever they want to do with it is up to them. So let's move on to page three. Let's assume that we're going to be now, uh, now uh, place all the different students listed in the ensembles. For the band, you're going to list all of the instruments in score order. That's key. Your first instrument listed should not be the instruments alphabetically. You would not put alto saxophone first. So flutes are going to be listed first and then whatever you have underneath that. Actually, I should say, if you do have a piccolo player, your piccolo would actually be listed first. If you have a situation where there are multiple people playing uh, instruments, you could do something where if you have someone, for instance, who's gonna be playing piccolo, on one or two tunes, it's really not necessary for you to state in the program that they're going to be playing the piccolo on this tune and this tune and put some type of asterisk or anything like that. You can just simply put the person's name under pi- the, the piccolo list and then under you could also put them under flutes if they're going to be playing uh, flute and piccolo for the performance. Sometimes because uh, you might have just, you just run out of room, you may have to put uh, the student just with the flutes, put a little asterisk next to their name, and then uh, underneath and maybe a smaller font on the bottom when everything's all finished, you're going to put with an asterisk uh, piccolo or something along those lines, or play, playing piccolo in this piece, You want to list them, list everyone in score order. The other thing that's a really nice touch, any students who have uh, earned specific accolades throughout the course of the year, uh, at a middle school level, you, they might be involved in a county, area, district, uh, all-state ensemble, what you would do then is you would again put some type of symbol next to their name and again after your final instruments which will probably be percussion you're going to list next to that uh selected for whatever ensemble or you could just if you're using again the asterisk blank county chorus blank county band whatever the ensemble was that they earned that particular accolade wouldn't go completely crazy Uh, you you generally want to keep it strictly for musical things i don't think you want to start going off the deep end and start listing uh people who are members of uh, honor societies or anything like that i think that just keeping it things relating to music is where it should stop. Now, there is this back and forth thing specifically with band. Should the members be listed in each section by their chair in the band or alphabetically? I don't like when it comes to Student performances I've never been a fan of Listing the performers in the chair that they're listed. It's just not something I like to do That's just me. I don't think it's necessary. I think just simply putting them in alphabetical order is fine if you're first chair player is going to be in a huff about it and it's going to be aggravated that's too bad for them I don't think it's necessary to be uh, ensuring that you're catering to the egos of people in your ensemble by making sure that they're absolutely listed that way if you must uh, note that a person is the principal chair the first chair player fine But don't get completely crazy listing the first chair and the second chair and the third. it It gets to be too much. I have usually just avoided all of that. Just put everything alphabetically by last name. And one of the biggest reasons for that, it's easier to find the person's name that way. I mean... Uh, In in, a typical band, you're probably not going to be having 40 of an instrument anyway. But if you do have a a really large band, I've had beginning bands before that have had 150 members. And actually, (laughs) having everything alphabetically has been helpful. Trying to to pluck the student's name out rather than trying to go through that entire uh, roster. Now, when it comes to the chorus... You almost definitely, and I think every chorus roster I can ever think of has everybody alphabetically. Just think the same way for for band as you would for chorus. I just don't see the need to have to be ranking everyone. I think it makes, especially that last chair player or the person who's sitting... You know, ninth out of nine trumpets. I I I just don't think it's going to make that person feel great, and it's just it's not necessary in the grand scheme of things. It just doesn't matter. It's not going to matter ten years from now. So just make it so everything's in alphabetical order. Uh, And and of course, with the chorus, the same situation. We are going to do everything uh, alphabetically, and if you have those. Uh, Special symbols that you'd like to put next to their names for their accolades Uh, That would be uh, a great thing to do If you Put that in the program You're kind of up in the air as to whether you want to recognize Those students now at the concert if they're not listed in the program then certainly By all means, you may want to have them stand up at the concert. If they are already listed in the program, I don't know if it's really necessary. I think it can actually get to be a little bit obnoxious, especially if you do have a lot of students to go one name at a time. Uh, if it's just a handful of students and you want to do them one at a time, fine. But if you have a large group of students who have made it into honor ensembles, maybe just have them all stand up at once. Uh, and I, I don't think it's necessary, with the exception of uh, students in, at a high school level, who are seniors to be noting that they're a senior in the program. I don't think that that's necessary. Again, that's something that is more, it's more appropriate at the concert to say, we're going to miss the seniors so much, or even if it's just the winter concert, it's their last winter concert, you can even acknowledge them there, it's a nice gesture, but listing it in the program, it's just not needed. Okay, so let's assume that you have finished your rosters now and you were able to get it all onto the third page. You may or may not be able to do that without making the font too small. And you got to keep that in mind. You don't want to be making a font that's less than eight. I think eight is where you should probably be drawing the line what would you put on your final page well you could discuss the music department as a whole Uh, i've done pages before where you have a paragraph which talks about the entire music department and it's a great opportunity if you are very proud of your department and how hard you and your colleagues have worked on the size of the program and the enrollment to be able to puff your chest out a little bit write in the fact that 25 percent of the students that attends the Brownsville school district are involved in some way in the music program. Uh, You could even possibly make a reference to the school and say what percentage are involved at that particular school, although you may want to list that separately where you just talk about the Brownsville music program, meaning the Brownsville Middle School music program, separate from the district. You could talk about the ensemble separately. That's also fine. Now, this is where things can get mm, dicey. I've seen programs before where the director is listed and more importantly, their biography. (sighs) This is is a tough subject because some people can really look at that as being tacky, uh, too braggadoso uh, by putting all of your information in there, your entire background. I do know that when we have had situations in my past districts where we've done uh, arts festivals for instance the festival might involve hundreds if not thousands of students too many names to list but we do list the faculty members names and perhaps some of their backgrounds to let the community know the type of experience the faculty has now whether you're going to put that in the actual concert program that's really up to you uh, I, I, I did that a little more earlier in my career uh, it's just to me it's just not that important but that's that's your call whatever you decide to do just don't get too obnoxious don't, don't make an entire page with your picture that, that gets that really you know gets to be a little over the top I think that the only situation where you would do that, is if you're going to be in an environment in which people don't know you, if you're, for instance, if you're performing at a state music conference, of course, that is an appropriate time to include your picture, have a biography included in there. That's fine. But to do that at the school where you already teach, I don't know about that. I've that's that's a. Uh, That's a tough situation. Your call on that one. On the final page, I had mentioned it before, you might want to consider, I think it would be a really good idea to list important people in your school and or the district. Some places prefer that you list every person who has some position of power in the school uh some prefer that every single board of education member is listed and sometimes it even goes further than that where you are talking about even people within the town it could be mayor and council Uh, most important thing when it comes to that information before you finish your program before you do any of this make sure to check all of the information with your administrator uh, and find out what should and should not be in there. Uh, the administ- Because you don't want a situation where you've created the entire program, you have this wonderful situation and uh, everything's all finished and then you find out that there are things that are missing. Uh, I had one I I still think it's ridiculous, but uh, I had one situation where the principal actually required his name to be on the cover of the program. I, I will never understand that, but it was really silly. We had the director names on there, but we also had the principal and the other administrators of the school on the cover of the program. It was really just inappropriate. It, it, the program looked really silly that way, but if that's what the administrator wants, that's what you have to do. You, you, that's not a battle that's going to be a winning one if you decide to uh, give the person a hard time and talk about what program etiquette should be like. I haven't included everything. There are things, of course, that I've left out. There are other potential considerations when it comes to concert programs. But this should give you just a, a rough idea of what is involved with the creation of a, a, a program. And uh, I encourage you to reach out to your colleagues. Look online online fine sample programs, and uh, you should be fine. Uh, The one last thing that you may want to consider, it depends on your situation. Uh, I have sometimes had school districts that simply don't care what the finished product looks like, and what I mean by that is the folded program as opposed to a stapled program. I have actually done stapled programs. I have never once had anyone ever complain about the stapled program. Uh, It's a lot easier to do to run through the machine. I think there are these, uh, there are people who have this thing in their mind that it takes away from the professionalism of the entire uh, event if your program is just stapled, to which I say, my personal feeling, who cares? Honestly, who cares? I think if you have all the information, if the program has everything that it needs to have, uh, being able to just put it into the copy machine and spit out all the copies you need, where the, the almost all copy machines have the ability to staple... It's just easier on everyone rather than having some poor soul have to fold all of the programs. That takes so much time and I just don't think it's necessary at all. Even with a folding machine, the fold sometimes comes out crooked and if if the folds are not perfectly, perfectly straight, someone is now going to judge you on how the program is folded. And you're not gonna run into that issue with a stapled program. You can call me tacky, I'm fine with that. I can tell you that my entire career, I've never had anyone ever complain about that. If you're dealing with the professional venue, that's probably not something you're going to want to do. You're probably gonna go with the folded program. In a school performance, just make sure the information is on there. That's what matters the most. I hope this information has been helpful to you. I apologize if there were spots where I was rambling a little bit. uh, But I always do my podcasts uh, off the top of my head. And as I'm going through... this list with the programs, there were certain things that were popping into my into my brain, and uh, I didn't want to omit them. So I hope uh, you've learned something. You've taken at least one thing out of this episode. Please share it with others. Uh, you can find me, of course, on Podchaser, SoundCloud, and, of course, iTunes. Please, please, I ask you... To not only share, but to like the episodes, reviews would be great. Uh, they would go a long way with allowing me to continue doing what I love doing uh, in presenting this information to you. And finally, if you have any ideas for future episodes, please contact me. I'm always trying to find new, fresh, or even renewed Ideas. Thank you so much and happy concert programming.